0: Has it hit our favorite one with the gay frogs? can't even remember his name and we no, bleeped him out in our no. podcast we did about him. So Don't say the so, name, we have to bleep <laughs> it! Oh no! <laughs> Get the censorship ready, Kenny.
1: <laughs> Welcome to episode 54 of the Humanist Agenda podcast. My name is Kenny. I'm Sherry. And I'm Rory. And we're back again on... Uh, Right before the election. We're recording, so we don't know what the results are. (laughs) I know we mentioned the elections last time, but uh, when you listen to this episode,
2: everyone will know (laughs) what has happened. Fingers crossed that it all came out okay. That we're all okay. I don't know. I'm seeing a lot of purple signs around me now. A disturbing number of purple signs. You're right. I... I'm a little
1: surprised. <laughs> like I was, I remember. Like I go for walks all the time, and I'm driving, you know, throughout the city, and there are a lot of purple signs, <laughs> which is the uh, what is it? the People's Party of Canada? the yeah, People's Party
2: of Canada. Canada,
1: Canada's crazy right wing party. Maxine
0: yeah. Bernier's
2: brainchild.
0: Yeah, they've been really hitting the pavement. I feel like, and and getting those lawn signs out and all of that. I still hope that what we said before was true, that it is still a throwaway garbage vote. Um, <laughs> but who knows?
2: There was something I saw that uh, raised my eyebrow, and I'm not sure how I feel about this. Trudeau is once again proposing election reform, you know, assuming he gets back in. again, But this time he's saying it it won't be proportionate representation. He'd prefer ranked ballots. Because he feels that proportionate representation gives too much voice to fringe parties. And I'm deciding how I feel about that. Wait, what would be...
1: What's the difference between rank?
2: Uh, Ranked is you put, like, Liberal first, Conservative second, NDP third on your, your ballot. And I'm thinking that... Doesn't it work out almost the same? Or am I not getting something? The same as first-past-the-post, or the same as proportionate? No, no,
1: same as proportionate.
2: Ah, gosh. I can't remember the difference between the two now.
1: Or basically, is he he rebranding to try to (laughs) make it
2: sound like... I I may not remember, but there is a significant difference between ranked and proportionate. It's just eluding me now since it's been years since my high school politics course.
1: Yeah, still, it's going to be a... I feel like it's a challenge for us to get there.
2: Yeah, and who's to say it would be nice? Who's to say he follows through this time when he didn't follow through last time? It's probably just another, you know, name drop of something that he thinks sounds appealing to people, right on the Mm -hmm. cusp of the election.
1: So we'll see what happens. Um, (laughs) In our next episode, we'll 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 know (laughs) we'll we'll know whether. Canada's on the way to recovery or burning down in flames.
0: (laughs) This is very (laughs) reminiscent to me of when we were talking way back, I think probably at Christmas time, right before New Year's. And then the New Year hit and then we had potential war and we had uh, wildfires (laughs) in Australia. and Then we had uh, the insurrection. Like, it just kind of feels like that.
2: (laughs) No, no.
0: No, okay, just me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I hope it's just you.
0: <laughs> okay. We're not going to have a people's party of Canada Canada uh prime minister
2: <laughs> to overthrow the lockdown uh, it, dictatorship. Low, <laughs> yeah, I
1: think it's low probability of that, but it to me it's always concerning when you have a fringe party gaining any momentum. <laughs> mm. Like you've been getting, you know, a single seat, you know. Oh now, now they're they starting to gain voice. some. Le- no. Yeah, they have a voice and they have like some legitimacy.
2: Yeah, this is why I, I gave a little double take to tuchero's statement about empowering fringe parties through proportionate representation. And Khan thought, "Eh, I still think it'd be the better path to go." But I, I would also hate to hear. The arguments that uh, vaccine science is all a hoax and the entire coronavirus is a myth and ideas like that being thrown around in Parliament would make me sad.
1: Mm -hmm. It's just very counterproductive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, we're going to try to stick to something a little bit more upbeat today. (laughs) Um, And we're going to do a little, uh, is it true, is it false, type of uh, Snopes episode so fun and today i think rory you're gonna kick us off
2: i sure will and i will kick us off with a story about uh well keep into politics <clears throat> to start things off this claim is that u.s president joe biden said that the covid 19 vaccine would protect people against hurricanes it's the subject of a of a video that went around, I think maybe on the TikTok that the kids are using or something. Oh, <laughs> so, Rory, what do we when think? are we
0: going to get you on TikTok? <laughs>
2: <laughs> His phone can barely load it. Yeah. <laughs> when my phone won't explode, that'll be the day that I try out TikTok. <laughs> so, what do we think about this claim? Did Joe Biden say this? He is a very old gentleman.
1: He is, he is old, he occasionally stumbles in what he says, and um, but I can't imagine he would say this. I feel wow. like if anyone were to say something like that, it would be the big orange man.
0: <laughs> Unless it was in context to something like, um, if you get the vaccine and you have to evacuate... Then when you're around other people, you're going to be protected and that is how you're protected against the hurricane. It's a it's a stretch. I'm mm. gonna say it's false.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say it's false. Sherry, you are right on the money with what you projected the context was. In fact, you basically outlined the entire scenario of what happened and how this video came to be and why it was misconstrued. So uh.
0: Was the video doctored or was it just taken out of context?
2: It just takes the one clip about, I'm going to have to paraphrase because I can't play the audio. The video, Biden essentially says, the best thing that you can do if you're in the path of a hurricane is to get vaccinated. And so they cut it off right there.
0: Oh, okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But the context of the discussion is exactly as you outlined it. If you are forced to evacuate from your home and group in some kind of shelter with a bunch of people in close proximity, then you do want to be vaccinated.
1: Mm-hmm. So, Which makes sense. I mean, you know, the pandemic doesn't just stop <laughs> because there's another crisis
2: happening. Exactly. So you kind of want to take a video like this and be like, ah. no, in fact, you're the one who's wrong and mm-hmm. acting the fool.
1: Yeah. Despite- Let me guess newsmax played the video and then they just cut it
2: <laughs> right at the right time it's uh from something called rich kids of tehran what <laughs> i don't know i'm just citing the source
0: i feel like okay. that rings a bell but um not a good one
2: no, no. <laughs> not a good battle. Well, with this being the uh, the first and only encounter I've had with this group, it, it's not leading me to, uh, to have a very good impression of them and their work overall. Mm. So, next claim. And well done, Sherry. I'm impressed. You're both right, by the way. It was a false <laughs> claim, but false because of the context. Mm-hmm. Claim number two. In September of this year... US Representative Alexandria Ocasio Cortez attended the Met Gala wearing a dress with the words, Tax the Rich, printed across it.
0: That's uh, true. Yeah, I saw
2: that picture. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw the picture, so I'm well, like,
0: no, that's, no, no, that's no. true. <laughs> I saw her talking about it as well, like I, sorry, I shouldn't have just said I saw the picture, I actually, <laughs> I I love AOC, and yeah, so I'm all about that, and I also love fashion and the Met Gala I was following very closely, so, <laughs> yes. She also
1: send, uh, sells lots of merchandise that says tax the rich as well, Does so Is not, yep.
0: That's really cool, I like it. <laughs>
1: So you can buy a t-shirt that says Tax the Rich in the the exact same font as her dress.
0: Oh my god, I want to so bad. I can't afford it, but I really want to.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't do much online shopping, but this could be the exception. All right. well, you two are both too too good at this game so far. Too well-versed in the news, so I'm going to have to dig into something more obscure. Going way off course... Mountain Dew created a flaming Hot soda flavor. <laughs> True or false?
1: <laughs> so, basically, you'd be drinking liquid fire. <laughs> I don't know. This, this doesn't sound like something Mountain Dew would do. I mean, Mountain Dew is one of those drinks where who knows what's in Mountain Dew? <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: But flaming
1: hot? I don't know. That doesn't sound pleasant. And I can't imagine why someone in you know their marketing department would say, Hey, I have a great idea. <laughs> Let's spice it up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that think, sounds Sherry? like a recipe for disaster. And yeah, a very long evening in the washroom, I think, maybe spewing it all back <laughs> up because it does not stay down <laughs> that does not sound very good at all i'm gonna say yeah. it's false
2: i'm gonna say it's false as well question before i reveal the truth do either of you drink mountain dew
0: no yes i have i have <laughs> in the past Craig okay Meltan but D. i don't like yeah. right yeah i haven't in many 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 years yeah.
2: well kenny you'll be excited to learn that this is a true story. That, in fact, on August 25th of this year, the soda brand Mountain Dew announced a new and unusual flavor, Flamin' Hot. According to the brand's news release on the new flavor, it's a blend between soda's citrusy flavor and a Cheeto. No. (laughs) I kid you not, because Cheetos are also owned by PepsiCo brand, and so they are mixing the two. I want
1: to understand the the market research that went into this. <laughs> now, now I, I you know, totally makes sense. You know, PepsiCo they make drinks, they make uh, snacks and things like that. But who in marketing thought that? Wait a minute! <laughs> if we just combine these two, we're going to make an amazing product. All right. So, where can you buy this drink? Because I don't think I've seen it.
2: Uh, well, it says it would go on sale starting August 31st, whether that's at exclusive locations. I don't know, because I haven't seen it yet either.
0: Have you been looking so for it? So now I'm going to start
2: noticing it. I, <laughs> now, yeah. now when I... It's going to jump out at you now, because yeah. you're aware of its existence. You want to hear the branding on it? To unlock the sure. cult favorite taste of flaming Hot and create the first ever beverage combining the sweet citrus dew with a new spicy goodness.
0: It's a citrus soda combined with a Cheeto. I really don't get it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Don't knock it till you try it. So basically a
1: liquid Cheeto.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: that's <laughs> my you. fear. And if that is the case, then one sip and it'll it'll be going down. But uh
0: Rory, for our next game night. For our next game night, I'm going to source some of this down to you, and we will drink it.
1: <laughs> the only drink available yeah. <laughs> will be this liquid Cheeto. <laughs> but I love Cheetos because of the texture. I'm I'm more of, like, a texture person. I love, like, mm. different textures and <laughs> food. So, I don't know about drinking it.
0: Do <laughs> you eat Cheetos, Kenny? I do. I'm shocked.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, out of any, like, Chips, like you know, chips type of snacks. might I prefer Cheetos. Like if I, if you gave an assortment of different chips and Cheetos, I would go for the Cheetos.
0: You're such a man of discernible taste, though, and I feel like this is not <laughs> on brand for you. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> what do you picture me eating? Fine cheese. That's it.
0: Yeah. Escargot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and <as> goggle. yes. <laughs> Always wearing
2: a three-piece suit while he does it. <laughs> no.
1: no. I I love Cheetos. <laughs> and the thing is um you know the, like there's different types of Cheetos, right? There's the big puffy ones and then the more like hard ones. I don't know how to
2: really describe but I prefer like the hard ones cuz there's more crunch, there's more texture. It has been many years since I ate a Cheeto Kenny, so I'm just taking your word on this.
1: <laughs> my cat also
2: loves it. <laughs> my, my
1: cat, like for whatever reason, really loves nachos and Cheetos. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that spicy, flaming hot flavor.
1: <laughs> I, I have no idea why. Like Literally, anytime I... If I had a bag of it and I opened it, like my cat will be all over me. trying to like
2: get a piece (laughs) it's very bizarre very bizarre Ooh, keeping to the theme of bizarre i'm going to take you on a journey back to the 1950s to explore the claim about whether a black and white photograph shared widely in september of this year shows an italian police officer issuing a ticket to a woman wearing a bikini in the 1950s whether that's actually what's happening
1: I could imagine if it's 1950s. That sounds like it could happen. Because did you do you guys know there's like a huge history of why they call it a bikini, like the outfit. Um, the The reason why they uh, the person that invented the bikini they called it a bikini because um, bikini atoll was where all they did all the nuclear testing and they wanted to kind of capitalize on the news about um, the nuclear testing and kind of pr- continue to promote this new um, swimwear in the market. Mm.
0: I heard that the original name for a bikini was Adam, A-T-O-M. Mm. Why would so this be? is kind of making <laughs> sense now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: So if they were doing nuclear testing that time, I know there was like a lot of controversy when the bikini came out. Like people really, you know, the the old folks thought it was horrible. And, you know, the, the, these young people are <laughs> so immoral showing their
2: belly button. <laughs> and the thighs. Don't forget about the thighs. And the thighs,
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. <gasps> the horror. <laughs> so I can imagine... I don't know. There's probably some areas where people were really offended and have like indecency laws that they probably ticketed people. So maybe I'd say it's possible.
2: Hmm.
0: I don't think it would be interesting if the answer was false. So I'm going to (laughs) go (laughs) true.
2: sherry just taking it to that next level of examination i'm
0: gonna analyze rory and say rory wouldn't have picked this if it wasn't interesting
2: unless it was specifically for the reason of having a gotcha moment Mm. but you're right sherry you're absolutely right (laughs) you're both right um the picture has been posted online many times in recent years with similar or identical descriptions of the scene those descriptions were accurate, and they are issuing a rating of true. The photograph was taken on a beach in Rimini in northern Italy in September 1957. It is held in the Julstein Photograph Archive, owned by the German company Axel Springer Syndicate. And yeah, it's true. This Italian officer is issuing a ticket to this young lady for wearing a bikini.
1: What are your thoughts of... Topless women walking around.
2: Well, they have. To I only
1: asked because um, I right before this uh, uh, recording, I was on Reddit in the London forum, and uh, someone posted that um, there's a topless lady walking down Wonderland regularly,
0: and know, they were me. giving their kudos. <laughs> <laughs> ah!
1: <laughs> <laughs> now we know the true identity. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> okay, so oh, I I'm not on this London Reddit. I ne- I think I need to be on there because apparently I'm missing this topless woman on Wonderland Road.
1: All I have to say is the comments are just amazing because uh, there uh, uh, someone started posting. I appreciate you keeping us abreast of the situation. <laughs> <laughs> And then another one, another person wrote out, oh, thanks for the memories. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next person wrote, oh, no prob, bra." <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> the so bad puns. I, I think,
2: Unleash the bad I puns. Think,
1: yeah, the comments are just amazing. But uh, yeah, I feel like people make too much of a deal with breasts.
2: I will say I have encountered this individual before. She has been outside of uh, food basics loitering in the past. Really? Yes. So
1: she's kind of famous in the city like people Uh, know.
2: Famous or infamous you can decide but um, what I will say of this is that it does create a bit of a, a socially awkward situation where you're not sure how you should act around her whether you should just Behave normal or try to behave normal as best you can, and mm. you know eyes front. But then eyes front is a bit of an abnormal behavior. So. <laughs> 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 yeah, it, it's different. That's all I can really say. I
1: don't know. I feel like we the same rules should be applied to
2: everyone. And certainly, so, the right I, is I, hers. I'm, I'm, yeah.
0: Yeah, the more the merrier. I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> more breasts. <laughs> Sherry is you are an advocate of our our breasts. Only female perspective on this issue. We need more.
0: I mean, I probably wouldn't do it. I wouldn't want all that attention. And I also do not necessarily feel comfortable exposing myself around other people. But I do think we do make a bigger deal out of breasts. Like I know um, you know, a lot of people Expose their breasts uh, To breastfeed their children And it's like this huge deal And all of that And I would hope that if I was in a situation Where I needed to expose my breasts to breastfeed I, I wouldn't be uh, Ostracized quite as much
1: Exactly It's a natural process
0: mm-hmm.
1: People need to get over it
0: mm-hmm.
1: But people were very concerned in the forums About you know whether she had sunscreen on or not Because today's a very <laughs> sunny day <laughs> They're very concerned.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Imagine getting a sunburn in there. That would be awful. Well, you guys can't imagine that. It's the worst place to get it. (laughs) I can't imagine it. (laughs) So what was the original poster? Was he like, oh, good job for wearing no boot, wearing your no bra and no top? (laughs) No,
1: uh, Yeah, the the initial posting was just, uh, you know, uh, good for you. Uh, You know, I'm not as brave, but, you know, kudos to you. Yeah. Everyone seems to be pretty positive about it. Well, that's good. That's, and lots and lots of fun puns. Yeah. I
2: love. I just love it. <laughs> that's a better outcome than I could have expected for that sort of incident. So good. Good on everyone. All right. I've got two oddball stories left for my super sleuths on the other end. This one is, is Detroit Zoo administering COVID-19 vaccines to animals?
0: No. The claim is
2: in late August 2021, Detroit Zoo officials began vaccinating some animals against COVID 19.
1: I think it might be true because I think they're. I feel like I either read or heard something about this, so it could <laughs> be true.
0: When was it? Well, give me the date of when this was potential late vaccination. August. So late just August. Yeah. August
1: of this year. So the supplies was... would have been enough.
0: Yeah, I was going to say and... they wouldn't waste COVID vaccines on animals before vaccinating humans, but...
1: Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, a bunch of uh, Republicans aren't taking the vaccine, so they probably have, like, a surplus <laughs> of expiring <laughs> vaccines. I can imagine them saying, oh, we'll just inject it to animals, because animals can get COVID.
0: Yeah, I remember during the whole pandemic, we were hearing about... Uh, these big uh, farms of—I can't remember what it was, but I think it was an animal used for its fur. To be honest, I think it was like a—it
1: was. Yeah, you know, I, can't, uh, I can't remember what remember. what the animal is.
0: Yeah. Anyway, it got they got coronavirus and had to totally eliminate their entire population of animals. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think at the zoo that it's at the zoo, right? Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't
0: think that they're doing that. Uh, I'm gonna go no. I'm gonna go no.
2: I'll say yes. Got to hand it to Kenny. He's on the mark. In I was really hoping it
0: was no. What a waste of vaccines. It feels like.
2: (laughs) Well, I don't know. If you're an animal, but you know,
1: yeah, but you know, it's really because they probably have excess supply (laughs) and no one's taking it. Yeah.
0: Like, why can't, there's so many countries in this world who need vaccines. Why are we not Mm -hmm. giving, why are we vaccinating our animals and not humans in a, you know, another country?
2: Uh, Because animals can't refuse and humans are choosing to, Sherry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mm. That's unfortunate.
2: Yeah. All right. I saved a banger for the last one. You two ready?
0: Mm -hmm. I'm ready.
2: Well, first off, do you know who Jim Baker is? Televangelist Jim Baker?
0: Mm, A little. Okay. Barely. I know barely of him.
2: Slightly more fun if you knew, but that's okay. We'll go ahead anyways. The claim is, Televangelist Jim Baker said, How can you go to church and pray when you're wearing a mask? Do you think God can hear your prayers through a mask? (laughs) That sounds
1: exactly like what they would be (laughs) saying.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It sounds a hundred percent what yeah. they would say. I, I
1: can just imagine them um, being anti mask but still want you to attend church and <laughs> make sure you donate <laughs> your all of your life savings to the church for God.
0: Is this guy one of those guys that was going to washrooms and soliciting sex in washrooms?
2: Oh. I I don't know.
0: Oh, okay, maybe. I thought maybe that's why it was so funny because they're so contradictory. Quite often.
1: If if anything, I feel like he would be someone that would have died
0: <laughs> because <laughs> he,
1: he caught COVID and then <laughs> ended up dying.
0: <laughs> and here's the thing with like the whole God thing. Like they say that God is this like omniscient being who can who knows the thoughts of all the people and and you know can see everything. So if like you know every human being's thoughts, why does it matter if you have a mask covering your face? Because you know what they're thinking, so I don't know. And why do you need
1: to pray then? Can yeah. God just know what you're <laughs> what you want?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: What about all the mumblers among us? The ones who are just like... Or
0: stutterers.
2: But, <laughs> yeah, but if you can think it, then God should
1: know what you're thinking, right?
0: Yeah.
2: So why is the mask so, such a hurdle? I don't yeah. know.
1: Yeah. So I'd say it sounds crazy.
2: It sounds crazy enough for him to say it. <laughs> oh,
0: it's totally crazy enough for him to say it.
2: It does sound crazy enough to, for him to say it, but unfortunately this one is labeled as satire. Uh, televangelists has made outrageous claims before this one would take the cake but it is not in fact true
0: Who is this guy to make it more funny for us? You have to tell us
2: <laughs> I I just know that he's one of those very outspoken televangelists I don't okay. have a real deep knowledge of him either okay. Is he still alive? <laughs> oh yeah, certainly still alive <laughs> Okay. The story's from the second of this month So.
0: Okay yeah.
2: Because there are a lot of
1: um, radio hosts that have been dropping off like flies because I <laughs> did read that yes I've
0: <laughs> heard stance, that as yeah. well has it hit our favorite one with the gay frogs can't even remember his name and we no, bleeped him out in no. our podcast we did about him So don't say the so- name we have to bleep it <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> get the censorship ready Kenny <laughs> Not hit him yet. That's too bad.
1: <laughs> but he's been eating a lot of ivermectin, so no so hissy. He yes, he's been deworming himself thoroughly. Yes, <laughs> yes. But you know, I, I guess it's kind of good that fifty percent of the U.S. population will be dewormed. So. <laughs> I guess that's a good thing.
0: Maybe we can yeah, eradicate yeah. intestinal worms in this country. That would be pretty cool. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Among the vaccine deniers anyway. <laughs> yeah.
1: But little do they know, Bill Gates' ultimate plan was really to put the microchip into ivermectin. <laughs> he knew, he knew that they he would uh, resort to that. Exactly.
0: Well, speaking of COVID, let's go into my Snopes articles then. Um, and let's play a game of who predicted COVID. <laughs> so okay. first one is Nostradamus. Nostradamus is our first candidate here. Did he predict the COVID-19 pandemic? Uh, so um, there was something going around on social media Uh, people were sharing about a prediction that he made, um, uh, back in 1551. And the prediction was there will be a twin year and in brackets, it says 2020 from (laughs) which will arise a queen. And then in brackets Corona who will come from the East in brackets, China, and who will spread a plague in brackets, virus, in the dark, in the darkness of night on a country with seven hills, and then in brackets, Italy, and will transform the twilight of men into dust, and in brackets, death, to destroy and ruin the world. It will be the end of the world economy as you know it. So did mm. Nostradamus make this prediction? <laughs>
2: I mean... It sounds vague enough that it's something that would be attributed to Nostradamus. I don't know if I'm going false on this one. I think it's a load of hoax.
1: It feels like, I mean, there's a lot of like Nostradamus predictions, and they are all kind of vague, and you have to kind of squint and mm-hmm. kind of see the, uh, the inter- interpretation of it. Um, but if, let's say, he did say it. I mean, you, meant, you mentioned like the economy ha- has collapsed or whatever, but that's not true. <laughs> We're still humming along. Um, yes, there's a lot of death, but it's still you know not the uh, equivalent to the Black Plague and uh, and you know the 1918 flu. Um, so it feels false. So I'm gonna say false.
0: It is false. Yes. Yeah. The, there is no recording of this uh this um passage in his writings. So he did not predict the COVID-19 pandemic. <laughs> so let's uh let's God, move he's on. useless. <laughs> <laughs> let's, <yeah. laughs> let's move on to candidate number two. Candidate number two is Sylvia Brown, the famous psychic. Oh. Did Sylvia Brown <laughs> oh my God. predict the coronavirus? <clears throat> okay. So, here is what people are saying. Or did you want to say something first, or do you want to hear what the passage is? I just had a saying? little
2: snipe about. Okay. I bet the I bet that she thinks she did. But go <laughs> on.
0: <laughs> here is what uh, people are saying that she said. So, in around 2020, a severe pneumonia, pneumonia like. Illness will spread throughout the globe, attacking the lungs and the bronchial tubes and resisting all known treatments. Almost more baffling than the illness itself will be the fact that it will suddenly vanish as quickly as it arrived, attack again uh, 10 years later, and then disappear completely.
2: Hmm. When when was this written again?
0: Um.
2: Like, when, when did she write her prediction?
0: I don't know. She died in 2013. Hmm. So, before then. Uh, before then. Oh, tw- uh, 2008. Did she predict it? I feel
1: 2008? like she, she's the type of person who wouldn't even know what pneumonia is or can <laughs> pronounce the word pneumonia. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. It feels fishy. So, I'm going to say false. Because I feel like she, her predictions are is this, her predictions more about like people? I feel like she like predicts stuff about people, but I don't know.
2: <laughs> Aha, she, I have the edge on this one, Sherry. Just you wait.
0: She has I, been on, um, Maury a whole bunch of times. Mm, I think she was the okay. famous, famous for being on Maury, the talk show host.
2: Okay. Well, I happen to have encountered a bit of information on this saying that she wrote this uh, little blurb right at the tail end of the the first SARS outbreak. And so she was referring to that and predicting that it would come back again. And so I think that this is a true thing that she
0: did write. Mm. How did you know that, Rory? Did you just encounter it on Snopes or were you...
2: Random news story that I remember. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is it is true that she wrote that. Um is it true that she made a prediction about the coronavirus? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think she chose the date 2020. And uh, the book, by the way, is is uh, something about the end of days. I can't remember if that's the name of the book or something like that. Um, yeah, end of days is the book. Um, so... You know, oftentimes when people are making these predictions, they pick years that sound interesting. So Yeah, it's these
2: round-sounding years like 2012, 2020. I don't know if there's anything going for 2024, but something that just has a a rounded feel to it. They love those years.
1: Like coronavirus came back in 2019.
2: (laughs) That's why it's (laughs) COVID-19. Oh, oh, you can't use 2019. That's not a fun year to say.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So partially true. However, a clock is a broken clock is always correct twice a day. So, uh, never more than twice a day though. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, we can say yes, she wrote it, but she definitely did not predict it. She's a bit of a a hoax there. Okay. This one, you're going to like Rory. Okay. All right, I'm ready. Uh, and it's uh, we're kind of out of the who did well. Okay, actually, we'll we'll do one more prediction before we one more who done it. Yeah, one more <laughs> who done it. Uh, two more actually. I have two good ones. Okay, so did oh sorry, I just lost my thing. Okay, did Fauci warn Trump in 2017 that a surprise outbreak was coming? Hmm. In what year again? 20. 2017. Did he 2017. warn Trump in 2017 after being elected that a surprise outbreak was coming?
1: When did um... I think that's possible? Because I recall, like, Obama's administration developed a pandemic plan. Yeah, and like handed over the plan to Trump, telling him, "This is this is it. <laughs> you know, you're gonna need this." In case something happens, because Obama went through the um, H1N1 pandemic, like Mm -hmm. uh, that was under his administration. They were able to squash that pandemic. Uh, You know, lots of people died, but they were able to control it. So they developed this pandemic plan and they handed it over. So it feels like. It could be true.
2: I'm with Kenny. That's exactly what I was going to ask. Is when did uh when did Trump throw out the pandemic response plan? Because I feel like in that context, he very well could have been warned that no, if a pandemic happens, you're gonna want this. Mm-hmm. And then he disregarded it.
0: It is true. Yes. Um mm-hmm. yeah, so unfortunately our not Sylvia Brown, but uh Fauci. Was our uh, predictor here? Hmm. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, he said that there is no doubt that John- Donald J. Trump will be confronted with a surprise infectious disease outbreak during his presidency. So he is our he is our all hailing you know, <laughs> <laughs> predictor here. I have one more though. One more person who might have predicted the pandemic. Mm, mm. Did Alf our <laughs> nineties uh T V no. show Alien predict a global pandemic? <laughs> yes, the puppet. <laughs> predict a global pandemic would occur in twenty twenty. So there was a video that was going around um where Alf was saying that there would be a um a pandemic, a global pandemic occurring in twenty twenty. <laughs>
2: You know, it's funny. It
1: sounds so crazy that I feel like it could be true.
2: <laughs> yeah, I. It's funny, Sherry. I did see that uh, article on Snopes. I didn't click on it because it <laughs> it just seemed ludicrous. <laughs> but uh... you did pursue it, and so I'm going to say true. That it wouldn't be news the. It just for seems so.
1: Lives. It feels like it's so crazy <laughs> that. It, True. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like why Elf? Why bring up Elf of all things? Exactly.
0: Um. Uh, by the way, this clip was from um the first season in 1986. So
2: I was born. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh.
1: So so what, what what was the supposed like quote from Elf? Like what the uh, Elf said? There's gonna be. Uh some kind of pandemic in twenty twenty or?
0: Um I'm not sure exactly what the quote was. I watched the video and it is very clearly doctored. Oh, <laughs> oh.
2: so
0: it
1: is not true. Okay. <laughs>
0: but it's great to think.
1: <laughs> was the it like the all audience particular. all chopped up? Like they chopped different parts of the audio <laughs> to create a sentence. Well
0: it's all new voice voices over top of him, his puppeting, and like, yes. Oh. <laughs> <It's not>. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they just totally doctored the audio on that one. But it's funny to think about. I ask again, why Elf?
2: Why bring up Elf?
0: <laughs> because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> yes, I love it. So Elf did not. Fauci did. Sylvia Brown Elf. Did kind of, <laughs> <laughs> but everyone else did not, unfortunately. Okay, and Rory, you're gonna like. The, okay, they are gonna like this one because we're gonna move in. Right. We're gonna keep with the coronavirus theme here, but uh, but this one is not who predicted it. All this right, I'm ready. One is okay? Are you ready? Yeah. Is the Umbrella Corporation logo oddly similar <laughs> to a Wuhan Biotech Labs? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't even care if it's false. True. I hope it's true.
1: <laughs> I, I'm gonna say mm, false. <laughs> Just uh, I, I know what the logo looks like, but I don't know.
0: This is what the logo <gasps> looks like. <laughs> it's, it's so similar. <laughs> Before... It's
1: the end of the world. It's coming. <laughs>
0: Before you jump to conclusions. No, (laughs) don't stop me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, so the, the Twitter post. So I, I just showed the boys the, the picture and you, you folks can go online and look that up yourselves. But the post said that it was eerily similar to the logo of the umbrella corporation and, um, And they talked about how Corona, the word Corona, is an anagram for raccoon, uh, which is the city at the center of Resident Evil. (laughs) I love it. I love the creativity in
2: this.
0: (laughs) Unfortunately, Corona is not an anagram for raccoon (laughs) because raccoon has two C's. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so unfortunately, while this was circulating online, this was not true, Um, because they took a picture of a lab, um, and uh, it looks like the Umbrella Corporation logo, but uh, I believe they used a picture from a lab that was... Way far away, like 500 miles away from mm-hmm. Wuhan. Um, so, um, I just... what are they developing there, Sherry? <laughs> Don't what know. are they developing there? <laughs> and isn't that the question, though? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, that's actually a new story. There's actually another lab There's that we should be lab. concerned about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's just some sort of coincidence that the company had the same logo. Coincidence. I don't know. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
2: An enough coincidence of people who can't spell raccoon to just <laughs> send this into orbit. Take flight. Yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. People who maybe don't know how to spell raccoon um fell for this one. I think it's so funny and I love it and just kind of want it to be true.
2: <laughs> I do too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So. So that was my coronavirus ones. Do you want a fun non-coronavirus one? We'll sure. do one more. One more. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so this one uh, is about a zoo, and at this zoo, they will name a cockroach after your ex and feed it to a predator. <laughs> <laughs> the so San Antonio the, they, Zoo.
1: This. I think it's true because um, this is a great fundraiser. And I feel like this is a great idea (laughs) to (laughs) generate some money, name a cockroach, and do they show it in the video? Like, do they videotape the the animal eating the cockroach? I think it was And then send the video because I feel like that would be (laughs) an amazing fundraiser.
0: I think it was probably... uh, Oh, it was uh, that the... um, They will be able to watch it being devoured live on the Valentine's Day Zoo's Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.
2: Yep, that's got to be true. (laughs) Absolutely true. And I'm imagining the cockroach with a little top hat with your ex's name written on it. (laughs) Edible, little edible top hat. (laughs) Don't eat me!
0: (laughs) It is true. It is a wonderful fundraiser that they had (laughs) earlier this year. Uh, And in their fundraiser sort of uh, quotes they have here, you will be able to symbolically name a cockroach after your ex, and we will serve it up as an enrichment treat to one of our animals for only $5. (laughs) If your ex was a snake, you can name a pre-frozen rat after them, and we will feed it to a reptile for $25. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it did pretty well. They did uh they did really well uh at this Thanks. fundraiser. So, uh I'm impressed and I love this. I love to think <laughs> that that you know a whole bunch of people, like it was thousands and thousands they sold something like that. They um hang on. Uh it said um 764 donations for roaches, 209 for rats and 20 for vegetables. Yeah and the zoo received more than 5300 donations for its uh fundraiser so um, what sort of
2: vegetables are on the table what, what vegetable know. can i name my ex <laughs>
0: <laughs> this carrot will be named joe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we'll feed it to the lion <laughs> Yes. Um yeah, so I thought that was a cute one. I really like that. I think it's so sweet. It's a wonderful it idea. Fry me a cockroach event.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of animals, um, I'm a theme for my my uh real or not. Um so I wanna start with one. Um so in uh New Hampshire, um a man was accused of kicking a seagull mm. um, because he, the seagull tried to eat his uh, cheeseburger. Uh, and then he was, this man was then fined $124 for kicking the seagull. Mm. Um, basically uh, this person, uh, Nate uh, Ranchos, had just returned from getting a cheeseburger and fries and was sitting on the beach, you know, sitting on the sand, enjoying his meal when a seagull, attacked him, and took his burger. And he spun around and kicked the seagull to uh, attempt to retrieve his hamburger. So, is this true or not? Was someone fine $124 for kicking a seagull?
2: Absolutely true. Those seagulls are pushy, but they are protected. I'm saying this is a true story.
0: I'm half and half on this one, because I know there are protected birds like in Canada, the Canadian goose is protected and and things like that. So I could see that they would be fined for this. However, we're talking about a man eating a hamburger on a beach. I'm kind of thinking maybe has less capability of kicking a seagull. Have you ever tried to kick a seagull? <laughs> like, <laughs> they fly away pretty quick. Not that I've tried to kick a seagull, but like if you like shoe them. You know they fly away really quick. They're 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 quick to move. So I don't know if you could kick a seagull from a sitting position on a beach.
2: Ah, but Sherry, <laughs> this seagull is encumbered by a hamburger. It cannot move <laughs> so quickly.
0: <laughs> I think it would abandon the hamburger. I don't know. I'm going to say, mm, mm, I'm going to say that it is true because i uh no you know what i'm going to go false i i don't believe this guy could kick it um <laughs> okay i think he would attempt to but he didn't manage it
1: okay it is true yeah! he was fine a <laughs> <laughs> uh, a witness reported that the be- uh, bird's leg appeared to be injured and was struggling to fly away oh, no. after it being kicked but
0: oh um, but basically
1: um New Hampshire Fish and Game uh, uh, said, as Rory mentioned, seagulls are protected under federal law. <laughs> so, yes, you can be fine if you do kick a seagull. <laughs> Even if it tries to steal your cheeseburger.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked that he was able to kick the seagull.
1: But uh, Yeah, and it's true. And from a Canadian context, uh, back in 2019... Uh, a uh eighty two year old man in east Vancouver found himself in front of a judge um where he was uh potentially had to pay a eight thousand dollar fine for disturbing a seagull nest. Really? Wow. On the roof of a condo. Wow. So um uh basically um there were some uh, people in another condo building that were very enthusiastic about seagulls. They really seem to like seagulls, and they witness. Um, He's uh, essentially like a caretaker, uh, like on the roof, um, trying to prevent seagulls from nesting on the roof. Um, these these neighbors did not take kindly to any disturbances of seagulls. So they reported him, and he was uh and he 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 an immigrant, so he didn't realize that seagulls were a protected bird and uh was brought to court uh with a potential fine of eight thousand dollars. He did mm. not have to pay eight thousand dollars, but do you guys know how, uh what the penalty is like the range of fees that would be uh um uh, that could he could have been charged with for disturbing a seagull nest. Hmm. Take a I guess. Would say what up would to be the upper the highest fee?
0: Twenty-five
2: thousand. Okay. Well, I mean we mentioned eight. I'm feeling like eight has got to be on the high end, so I'm gonna say like a thousand to eight thousand.
1: So this is a quote destroying a gull's se- uh, nest carries a penalty ranging from five thousand dollars to $300,000. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
2: Can you imagine? <laughs> you could lose your house if you disturbed a seagull's nest. <laughs> Seagull just floats back. You just made the worst mistake of your life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm assuming that's probably has to do with like they would give that fine for somebody who killed like some baby seagulls or something.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or someone who but could just, afford it. For sure, too. Yeah. Mm. It's just crazy that, I mean, the fees are really high to protect these rats with wings. (laughs) But speaking about rats with wings, um, I have another news article here. It was published in June, June 5th of 2015, uh, and it was reported that ISIS, the terrorist group, has banned pigeons because the visibility of their genitalia as they fly overhead is an offense to Islam.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so they they banned the bird. Correct. They banned the bird. <laughs> the bird you, you itself.
1: The bird itself. You cannot... Uh, I would assume this also means you can't feed the bird. You can't, you know, house the bird. Uh... Maybe you have to remove their nest from the rooftops because, you know. Or can you just, as they fly overhead,
2: it, their genitals are visible and it's an offense to Islam? What if you, you know, capture one and clothe the genitals so they're no longer visible? Would we then be <laughs> free to um, befriend the pigeon once more? Yes, <laughs> as, as long as uh, head to toe coverage. Head to toe coverage. Excellent. Yes. Um, I'm saying this is a false story. I, I can't believe this one.
0: You can't see birds genitals, so I am saying it's also false.
2: That
1: is true. It uh, sorry, it is false. It is it's false that uh th- this was published by the Daily Mail uh that read, you know, uh that said ISIS bans uh pigeons. Um oh, actually, to be specific, it's a uh, uh ISIS bans pigeon breeding punishable by public flogging <laughs> because of, <laughs> um, but basically this whole article was just a very, um, it was just a mistake in the translation. Uh, so, and it was, it kind of like reached mass media because, uh, Bill Maher like mentioned it on his TV show and there was a discussion around it. Um, and it's it's strange that no one fact checked <laughs> <laughs> this um, but basically um uh, uh, Isis when they were, you know they control certain territory they had put out a uh, a notice that um basically uh, they didn't want people either like keeping pigeons on roofs or uh breeding them on rooftops uh because uh these pigeon breeders would have the ability to just spend so much time on the roof and looking into their neighbors' windows, and that was what they were trying to avoid. It's not that <laughs> it's an offense because of you know I don't know looking at genitals of <laughs> pigeons, but they didn't want people hanging hanging around in the rooftops looking to people's windows. <laughs> so that was the direct. That was the uh, correct translation of their. Their command. <laughs> Makes more sense. But so this, I've been talking a lot about birds. Uh, and I would like to bring up a, a movement that is going on right now. Um, and I'll see whether you guys believe it or not. But basically, there's a theory that claims that in the 1950s, the CIA began killing off. America's bird population and replacing them with flying surveillance robots. (laughs) These robots look like birds and basically in America birds aren't real. There are currently 12 billion birds watching us from above monitoring everyone in America.
2: I love the turn that this story took. (laughs) I mean, that was, but let me
1: try to convince you. Okay, let me try okay. to convince you. Um, why do birds always, you know, perch on power lines? Did you know it's because their feet are conductive
2: <laughs> uh, coils that recharges the
1: birds?
0: <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> why does bird poop always hit, uh, fall onto your cars? Did you know that (laughs) bird poop is actually a liquid tracking device?
2: Oh, my goodness.
1: Now, the government has also created different types of drones. You have, you know, vultures that are not surveillance drones. They're actually public sanitation drones. You know, they specifically go and eat bird kill and remove bird kill from the roads. But, did you also know that hummingbirds are actually assassin drones? (laughs) They spear their targets with their needle beaks.
2: (laughs) I love this society that we were describing. I hope it gets a novelization at some point. This is like the birds part two, advanced edition. Um,
1: (laughs) Now... I have to say, this is actually a movement. <laughs> there is a website <laughs> called birds Aren't, birds Aren't real. <laughs> <dot> com, <laughs> And there have been several gatherings in the U.S. of uh, people who are promoting this message, this truth out there, that birds are not real, with, you know, complicated diagrams of a pigeon, showing where the cameras are located, uh, clearly the inductive coils in their feet. <laughs>
0: I, I mean, hope. okay, here is my vote. <laughs> so, and here's my reasoning. I have often found myself in my lifetime being attacked by Canadian geese <laughs> And they also, I have found, unusually walk in a line across the road Therefore, stopping traffic and stopping you from seeing, you know, something that the government is doing. So I am Ah. going to say it's true.
2: I have never heard anything more true in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Where can I go to register to become part of this group? (laughs) Of course it's true.
1: Of course it's true. It makes perfect sense.
0: I mean, I really want to be on this Facebook group now, though. This is fascinating
1: I mean all the signs are clear Um, you know birds constantly watching us as you mentioned you know they attack you clearly you know they're they're trying to control us so
2: it's the government This sounds so much more fun than flat earth sign me up
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just so, I can't get um, over how if, they recharge themselves.
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if you do end up googling birds aren't real, and you even go down a YouTube uh, <laughs> rabbit hole here, um, there are people that are uh, when they're interviewed by like news organizations, they are. Tr- Dead serious about the fact that <laughs> birds aren't real. <laughs> now, um, it, it is. Uh, I I do believe that like the creator of this is poking fun at conspiracy theorists, <laughs> but he is dead set on like <laughs> being super serious about birds aren't real. And even when the reporters you know, ask uh, ask him, this is a joke, right? And he's super serious about. No, it's not a joke. It's, <laughs> it's it's absolutely true that birds aren't real. <laughs> They're all robots. And, you know, uh, when you think about, oh, what about eggs, right? You know, you see birds laying eggs. Well, clearly the government had thought about this as uh, part of uh, uh, the robot's mission is to replicate the eggs, uh, make sure it's uh, edible. Uh, All the like, you know, bird meat is all synthetic. It's uh, you know, we've done a lot of advances in uh, medical uh, technology. So every you know, when you see bird meat, it's all synthetic. It's (laughs) it's not real.
0: Three D printed shells.
2: Mm -hmm. This explains a lot. I mean, people say that chicken doesn't taste like anything. Now we know why. Now we know why. (laughs) Exactly,
1: Rory. Now we know why. (laughs) It's synthetic. It's not real. So, anyways, that was my uh, rabbit hole where (laughs) I I discovered uh, this movement, and I had to just research as much (laughs) as I could. And, yeah, it's it's a fun ride if you go website
0: <laughs> that is the most beautiful revelation i've ever heard i am all in on this one
1: ah, so that was fun i enjoyed it and now you know we have to take up the mantle and make sure we tell everyone about the truth yes that birds aren't real
2: Watch spread the for word birds this is so much yeah. more important than coronavirus and vaccine myths this is the real truth that needs to get out there
0: mm-hmm
1: this is the real truth. I mean, yeah. Forget about flat earthers. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Inconsequential. We're being spied on. Yeah. We are being spied on. We are being controlled by birds.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Well, that was fun. Thanks for listening, and <laughs> uh, talk to you guys next time.
0: We'll see you later. Watch out for those birds.
2: Bye, watch
0: everyone. Watch the skies. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Have you guys looked at the uh, London Middlesex numbers? I haven't checked it in a while. What do we have for new cases?
1: Yeah, it's it's humming along. It's just like Ontario. It's just we we kind of like hit a plateau and we're just like plateaued. Uh, no surprise. Majority of them are all unvaccinated. Mm. Anyone in the like the ICU is all unvaccinated. It's pretty clear
2: that <laughs> vaccines work. See, this is what I don't get is, we know that the ones who are in the ICU facing potential death circumstances are the unvaccinated. How is that not proof enough?
1: Mm -hmm. My uh, anti-vax acquaintance on Facebook literally keeps posting links onto my page.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Onto your page, not his own page. Onto my page,
1: yeah, (laughs) trying to convince me that I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm just like... I, I, yeah, I, I, never respond because it's just one of those like, why are you screaming into, <laughs> yeah. you know, into into the abyss? It's <laughs> like no one's listening to you. <laughs>
2: also, it's it's kind of too late for you. I mean, what are you going to do? Purge the vaccine from your veins? There's no getting the mRNA out now. I know. <laughs> <laughs>